Welcome to the WWIA podcast. Whether this is your first time hearing us or if you're a returning listener, we truly appreciate you taking time out to join us as we share our mission to bring honor, connection, and healing to our combat-wounded Purple Heart heroes. If you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast to get all our latest episodes. And if you're enjoying what you hear, please leave us a review on your preferred podcast service. On today's episode, we're proud to introduce you to one of our tremendous friends and supporters of the foundation, Mr. Danny Barassa. Danny is an Army veteran who, along with his wife Nancy, as well as their children, have been proudly supporting WWIA and serving our heroes for over a decade. They currently host the annual Wisconsin Heroes Northland Experience Black Bear Hunt, which will celebrate its fourth iteration this coming fall. We hope you enjoy getting to know Danny as he shares some of his thoughts and experiences with us. Hi, my name is John McDaniel. I'm the founder and CEO of the Wounded Warriors in Action Foundation, and this is our podcast, Honor, Connect, and Heal. And I have with me today in the Airstream studio in the north woods of Wisconsin, Danny Brassa. Welcome to the program, Danny. Thank you, John. Uh, you know, so yeah, da- Danny lives up here with his bride, um, Nancy, uh, not far from here. How far are you reckon you are from uh, here? A little over two hours north. Okay, north. All right. And so um, what is the city you guys are actually in? Iron River. Iron River. So you are Iron River, Wisconsin. There's an Iron River, Michigan, too, isn't there? There sure is. I've heard that. That does get confusing. It does, yeah. (laughs) I drove up there for the first time and I got a chance to meet you. Well, Danny and and Nancy have been big supporters for the foundation for many, many years. Silent supporters uh, for the first several years. And then a few years ago, Danny reached out to me and said, you know, because um, you guys been support, supporting the Bayfield uh, cast and blast up there um, with uh, lots of energy and, and resource, and we appreciate that. And then you decided that you wanted to do a, a bear hunt. Um, and so now you've got three of those under your belt. belt. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, Danny, you were, uh, you were in the Army. I was. I was in the 82nd Airborne from 1978 to 1982. 78 to 82. Geez, I graduated in high school, 82. So you got a couple of years on me. <laughs> yeah. Not too many, but awesome. Well, thank you for your service. And uh, 82nd Airborne, so you fell out of a few planes too, eh? Yes, I sure did. Putting your knees in the breeze? Yeah, never got hurt jumping out. Oh? No. Yeah. Just a sudden stop. It's, that's hurts. right. That's a, it's that landing <laughs> that gets you. The, the, the parachute landing fall, the PLF. Yeah, I used to say... I still do, you know, to this day I talk about, you know, of course, I I was, I don't know how many, I think I was on status for, let's just say 12 years or something like that in various units. And um, I used to talk about it as, you know, beating up trees, mm-hmm. you know, falling out of planes, beating up trees, you know, and that, and that kind of, because if you jump out of a plane long enough, you're going to end up in a tree. Or, or or water or water. I've done that too several times. Um, yeah, but anyway, well, we appreciate your service. What what did you do in the army? Um, I was a wheel wheel wheeled vehicle mechanic. Okay, but as you know, when you're in the 82nd, you're cross trained to do many other things. Right. So we were in an air defense artillery okay um, unit. So we had uh, at First red-eye missiles, and then we switched over to Stinger missiles, okay. which is a surface-to-air missile. Yeah, I remember that. I remember the Stingers, yeah. And um, uh, we were involved with uh, the Iranian hostage um, situation. We, we trained for uh, over a year for that mission. And yeah. As you know, it failed, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that uh, that was kind of a dark spot in our, in our, in our nation's history there, that... I think the only thing that really good that good came from that is I think that's how SOCOM got got born. You know, I mean, that uh, was uh, was it Eagle Claw? Was it Operation Eagle Claw? Yes, and uh, that's it was. just 1978 is when Delta started. Yeah, that's uh, right. At Fort Bragg in yeah. the old stockade. That's right. And uh, you know, you'd see these guys running around full beards and yeah, like freaking cool. built to the hilt, and yeah. it's like, uh, wow, I'd like to be one of those guys. Exactly. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's yeah, that's uh, that's a interesting, a very interesting time in our in our nation's history. Um, so let's let's circle back here to uh, a couple of things. Yeah, I will talk about about you first because uh, I want to get into the mission that you guys do. 
the bear hunt because I know that um, you, you and Nancy and your entire community up there, you know, do a fundraiser every year for us. You, you guys are, are, are doing an incredible job. Um, and not only are you doing fundraising, um, you know, you're also doing a mission, you know, and that's that's phenomenal. And I know that a lot of these heroes have touched your life, and, you know, in some way or another, you know, before we get through the program, I'm going to ask you to talk about maybe just recall to mind maybe one or two scenarios with, that were really impactful, you know, guys that you met, you know, heroes that you spent some time with because um, you do this long enough and you're going to run into a couple that just really, you know, matter of fact, even before the program here, you were, you, were, you and I were in the bunkhouse chatting and you mentioned a couple of guys and fellows and things that are uh, going on. So um, we'll circle back to that, but let's talk about uh, a couple of things. So your professional career now, tell us what you do. Uh, well, uh Kind of a jack of all trades mm-hmm. when I got out of the military, 1982, interest rates were 20%. Crazy. There, there was no work. Yeah. Um, and so it was rough. Um, not able to get work. I started raking people's yards, um, fixing decks, doing some handiwork, whatever I could do to make a what few dollars. What year is this now? You get to 1982. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. And uh, so then I started doing more carpentry, uh, building decks and, and whatnot. And I'm a farm boy, so... Um, can fix anything. You, you have to. <laughs> right. Up here, same thing. Yeah. You think you're going to call a plumber. I mean, I hope you brought your lunch. Yeah. You know. Um, so... You know, started uh, doing small additions and uh, then building smaller houses, um, which was great, great money. Mm-hmm. Problem with it is, is by the time winter uh, came around, there there wasn't much work, mm-hmm. and by the spring, I was out of money again. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, I'm, I'm going to try to get a job. So I, I started working at the uh, lumber or lumberyard and hardware store mm-hmm. in Iron River, and uh, uh, pretty much ran the place after a short period of time and kept mm-hmm. on asking them for more money. And they said, uh, yep, they kept on giving it to me to a point and said, if you want any more money, you're going to buy the place. <laughs> so myself and two other guys that worked at both of the lumber yards, one in Poplar, one in Iron River, we bought them and uh, we ran those businesses for 20 years hmm. and uh, very, very hard work. Um a lot of long days, hours, um, sacrifice a lot to provide. Mm-hmm. And so we've been out of that business now 15 years. Um, after um, I retired from that, I went back to building houses again until my injuries I received from uh, hitting the ground mm-hmm. uh, caught up to me. And uh, I just wasn't able to, to, to do that yeah, uh, anymore. It's hard work. So um, fortunate enough that... Um, uh, I kind of almost by accident started a storage business, uh, which has been good. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've always been one that's wanted to give back to the mother nature, mm-hmm. planting trees, uh, food plots, um, doing things for habitat for the fish yeah. on the river. Um, and I always thought, you know, honeybees would be really cool. Yeah. So, so I got to tell you guys, so, um, I, when I went to go visit, uh, was it about, about a year and a half ago I was up there? It was, uh, it was a year a ago Labor Day. Yeah. Okay. So a year ago Labor Day. Yeah. I was, I, I came to, to see, be part of your fundraiser and you and Nancy were gracious, uh, hosts and, and had me, uh, over. And that's when I, I, I learned that you were, how do you even say it? A honeymaker? A, be- a beekeeper. A beekeeper. Yeah. And so he's got this little enclave, you know, tent, you know, in his house there where there was just tons of honey. And I was like, wow. And he actually, you know, he gave me a, a jar of honey, which I then took home and proceeded to eat. <laughs> and and I, I'm like, it's like crack. I'm hooked on it now. And I don't know how many times <laughs> I've asked you guys to send me another jar of honey, but it's tremendous honey. What's the name of the business? I just call it Iron River Ranch honey. Okay. And so how many, um, you know, how much honey are you producing a year? Um, probably about 60 gallons. Okay. And then are you, you retailing it as well? Yeah. So retail it, um, on, uh, Facebook market watch okay. or marketplace, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and then I've got two stores that uh, I, I sell to them wholesale and they okay. retail it for me. All right. So how do folks find you? If, I mean, if you're, if I know you're probably like, hey, listen, I don't have that much honey, but hey, <laughs> well, you know, you might have to, after this, you might have to amp up your game a little bit, but wh- wh- how do folks find you? Um, uh, my on Facebook? On Facebook, yep. Um, What's uh, the search they need to put in there? What's the what's the words? Is there a... Danny, oh. Danny Barassa. Okay, Danny Barassa. Yeah, and there's two of us. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Junior would be the one that's still in the military. Okay, that's right. Um, but, uh, yeah, and we've got folks that come to our place. Um, mm. The qualities, uh, healing properties of honey are just unbelievable. Oh, I mean, yeah. I read something about that. Heartburn. It's good for heartburn. Oh. Yeah, right. I don't believe it. Well, I had terrible heartburn and I tried it. Yeah. It's like about an hour later. I go, oh, wow. Oh, really? It's gone. It's probably why I don't have heartburn anymore. I eat so much of your honey. There you go. <laughs> probably three more big jars of it. It's actually delicious. You know, and I, I live in Florida most of the year, but I come up here to several times in Northwoods of Wisconsin to, you know, work the property and, and, and serve our heroes uh, on our mission. But, um, down there in Florida, I was telling you that uh, I ran out of your honey, so I bought some local stuff. Because, you know, the local honey is supposed to be good if you have allergies, you know. Because That's you correct. Get, you know, the so, pollen. The pollen, mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, my boys and I are eating a lot of local honey to keep, you know, us uh, build our immune systems from the pollen down there in Florida. And then we mix in the Wisconsin, your Wisconsin honey. We go through quite a, quite a bit. I, I the truth, truth be told, I go through way more honey than they do. I just really like it. But... Uh, Anyway, the down there it tastes like molasses. Yours tastes like it's like this sweet, delicious clover. That's what I get out of it when I when I when I and I suppose that changes from year to year depending on what the what they're eating. Yeah, clover, alfalfa, and, and then in the fall the goldenrod. Yeah. Um, and I, so that uh, I actually just brought you some today, so we'll see how yeah. how you like that. But that probably has a little bit of goldenrod in it. Okay. Um, it looks a little darker. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, that's cool. So you you really are a, a, a jack of all trades, you know, ma- master of none. I ever refer to that myself that way, yep. you know, often as well. But you know, because I saw some pictures on Facebook of of the one of the rooms that you built in your home, um, and I was like admiring the craftsmanship because it was really high quality finish work. And I'll, you know, thank you. I, I really enjoy you know and, and admire people who can do high quality finish work. You know, or even just the rough the rough cut stuff, you know, the, the framing and whatnot. But I mean, you're a builder, um, you know, you're in the storage business, you're, you're not, you know, a beekeeper. I mean, you got, you got a lot going on. Former army guy was a wrench, yep. you know, that's really super cool. Or a, a paratrooper, you know? Um, and now you got this mission going, you know, and you're, you're, you're you guys, uh, you're routinely, you know, harvesting bear up there. Of course, folks that don't know the Northwoods of Wisconsin is chuck full of bear. Okay. I mean, up here, um, there's, there's more bear, I, I think, uh, than there should be. That's my opinion. Yes, I agree. You know, and, um, and, and so the population's a little out of whack, you know, we had something like 30 different bear on cam. You had the same thing, you know, I a did. couple bait stations and 30 different bear on one, be bait. on one bait. That's insane. You know, there's, that's, that's the, you know, that's the, that's a, to me, that's a woods that is out of balance. And, um, and you go, well, why is that? Well, part of the reason why is because in Wisconsin, it takes like eight years. You have to apply every year, give them money. It's not a lot of money, but, you know, three $3.50 or whatever it is to get a preference point. And then after eight years, you have supposedly accumulated enough preference points, but then you got to get drawn to get a tag. Yes. You know, and so it's anyway. Um, and then there's a lot of people, up, you know, out there that are that are getting bear tags and then they don't use them because they think they're saving a bear's life that's true did you know that oh yeah that, that, that's true a Absolutely. lot of people do that so there's a false sense of how many people really want to hunt bear because there's a lot of people that are buying tags applying for the you know the preference points and then getting a tag and not using it you know because they, they want to say okay all right i'm getting off my soapbox here <laughs> but anyway there's a lot of bear up here so you guys have been very successful so if we here at camp um, you know, are you enjoying, are you enjoying the experience with the guys in, I, in the event? Uh, we, we really do. Um, uh, Nancy is, uh, such a, a, a good person and a, yes, and a great is. host. Um, 
the boys when they've been up uh, uh they write a little in the journal yeah in the journal yeah, yeah they kind of log something in there and uh i'm kind of upset about it because she gets more press than I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nancy's food was so yeah. good, and she took us here, and oh, she yeah. did that, yeah. and you know, I, that doesn't surprise me. She, you know, your your wife is, uh, I mean, she's a spark plug, but she's also a, you know, a very stable and 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 um, uh, she's a and she a person and and she like a rock, if you will. But she but she also has got um, some pretty impressive leadership skills. Yeah, from what does. I saw. Yes, she does. And the time that I've, I mean, I, I've watched her organize that that golfing event that you guys do. Um, and I watched her work the table. I know what she's doing behind the scenes. She's super organized. She's super motivated. And she's got a great head on her shoulders and, and a great heart. And you start combining all these things, and you end up with a very, you know, successful person who's, you know, quite likable. And I think that describes Nancy pretty good. Well, she has passion. Um, yeah for our, our country and and this, especially for our soldiers wasn't her daddy like a sergeant major or something uh, like first that? sergeant first sergeant yeah so he was Would in have the been LERP. Viet, Viet, vietnam yep. era right he was a lerp in vietnam okay well there you go and uh he he was uh uh led that team yep. um for those that don't know lerp is a long range Patrol, LRP is what they call LERPs, and, and these guys would go reinserted, yeah, deep behind enemy lines and, and do reconnaissance and and uh, sneaky peek uh, kind of thing. So anyway. So, you know, her dad uh, was a lifer, um, so she was oh, born in know. Germany, and, and uh, her dad retired from the 82nd Airborne, um, mm-hmm. and he died at 58. So, um, she's got a, just a huge amount of passion. Um, my father was in the military. I met my, I met Nancy while I was in the military. Mm-hmm. Both of our boys, um, yep. were in the military. So Paul, uh, Nancy's dad was more than just a father in law. He was a friend. Yeah. Uh, so he was in 101st and the 173rd in Vietnam. Well, that was a tough unit. 173rd took it in the teeth. Those, those boys did, did saw serious action. Yeah. Um, and uh, then in the 82nd, and that's where he was a first sergeant in uh, in air defense artillery and and headquarters battery, and I was in Charlie battery. Okay. Didn't know that at the time when my uh, wife picked me up at the bar. Wow, oh, that her dad was a first sergeant. You had to be careful, man. I, dude, when I went there and, and I saw his picture on the mantle, I asked her. laid an egg. I said, who is that? She goes, that's my dad. I go, oh, don't tell him I was here. <laughs> Oh, you know, man. and uh, so he he found out who I was, I and he I he did he some did. checking on me, uh-huh. made sure I wasn't a crappy soldier, and yeah. and uh, I was wild, but I I was a very good soldier. Oh, um, I bet you were. And so DJ, our oldest one, yeah. Danny Junior, yeah, um, he went in the eighty second, yeah, in air defense artillery. He was in the same unit oh that goodness. I was in, and his grandfather was in. Wow. Then he got transferred to, um, he did two tour, no, excuse me, one tour in Afghanistan. Yeah. And then he went to uh, Germany and uh, went into the 173rd. And so he did two rotations uh, with the 173rd. In his last deployment, he got type 1 diabetes at 26 years old and uh, just about killed him. And um, hmm. so the military wanted to get rid of him because he's non-deployable. Yeah. He fought it, and uh, he stayed in. Um, so mm. he'll be retiring in 2023. Wow. <clears throat> well, you got a great uh, service record there in your family. Yeah, and then Wolf, our the the baby. Yeah. He wanted to go into the 101st Airborne. Why he wanted to do that, I have no idea. But I think it has something to do with the Band of Brothers. Oh yeah. And uh, he got down to the MEP station said, I'm not going unless you can give me this. He said, well, we can't give it to you. He says, well, take me home. Well, wait a minute. We can get you, but you're going to have to wait about another month to get in. He goes, that's fine. So, wow. So he drew the line? Yep. And then he got it. Yeah. Good for and him. They, they took it. Good they, for him. They took it hard in Afghanistan. They were almost yeah. combat ineffective. Yeah. Um, lost a lot of his brothers there. Well, you know, we've got with us tonight, um, you'll meet him uh, when we finish the show here, but our 
uh, Kandarians here, and he, he commanded the 101st, both at the battalion and the brigade levels. Okay. And um, I haven't done a podcast with him yet, but he's he and I have chatted about doing it. I pro- probably will while I'm up here, but um, I don't think I'll bring this up uh, while we're chatting, uh, but I will say it because it's on my mind. Um, I was actually on an event hunting turkey in Kentucky when his brigade came back uh, from a year-long deployment. And one of the guys on the mission, uh, one of the wounded veterans on the mission, um, his name was Brad, uh, he, uh, I, I told the guys, I said, listen, hey, one of my buddies is coming home, and I'm going to surprise him. He doesn't know I'm even here, but I'm going to go to Fort Campbell, and I'm going to surprise him when they get off the plane, you know, and when they're received. And he goes, who's your buddy? And I said, Art Candier, and he, his head snaps around. And he goes, that was, he was my battalion commander. I said, no kidding. He goes, he was my battalion commander when I got hurt. He goes, can I go with you? I go, absolutely, you can come with me. So we pile in my truck, and we go to Campbell, right? <laughs> and then we're there. Uh, you know, they got the, they put us in a hangar. All the families are there. The plane pulls up, right? And I, and off the plane, here's Arthur, brigade commander, you know, leading the troops off the plane into the hangar, you know, salute. The music plays. The division commander says a word. Art gets up, says a few words. And then in, you know, fine Kandarian style, terminates and sends the guys to their families, right? Absolutely. I mean, that's what you want to do. Yep. And so I, I watch Brad... <laughs> go over there and art still doesn't know i'm there he doesn't know brad's there and you know i mean can you imagine coming home after a year i mean yeah i mean we've all done that like what my you know, everything has changed and uh so i watch i'm watching from afar and art turns around and there's brad who's an amputee below the knee and uh they have this embrace because brad tells me he's like listen i didn't get i wasn't there when we came home i was in the hospital I was okay. stateside when my unit came home, so I never really got to see him come home. So this is this is important to me. So he shows up. There's a big embrace between Brad and Art, and so he hadn't seen him since. But they knew uh, the familiarity was that. Oh yeah, Arthur knows all his men. Okay. Yeah, he's one of those guys. Okay, you know, uh, for sure. And what was he? Uh, a full bird or he? Yeah, yeah. He was a he, yeah. He he was a commanding uh, a brigade. Okay. In the hundred first, yeah, full 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 bird colonel. Okay. And I think Brad was a Brad Alexander was a an E six, I think. Okay. A scout, you know, a nineteen Delta guy. Anyway, so there's in this embrace, right? And Art's looking over his shoulder, and I'm standing right there, like about ten feet away. And he looks at me like, like he's, you know, like, oh, what are you, Ranger, what are you doing here? So, you know, there's this big hug and all this. And, and, uh, and then, uh, I just was going to leave because we had a mission going on. Right. And I had a, I, I, you know, and I said, uh, I said, uh, well, buddy, I, you know, welcome home. You know, we, we, you know, shared some words. And then, uh, and he goes, uh, where are you going? I go, I, hey, we've got a mission. I got I see, you know, we're, we're hunting turkeys. And he's like, no, you're coming home with me. And I go, Art, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I go, I, I can't. I mean, not I, only I that, got these you, heroes. I got these take heroes care of. here, one. And two, you ain't seen your wife in a year. <laughs> I'm not coming home with you tonight. And he goes, oh, yeah, you are. Just like that. And he wouldn't take no for an answer. So I turned Brad to Brad and I go, listen, take care of tonight, okay? You're an E6 scout. Make it happen. I'll see you in the morning. <laughs> so I go I go home with Art. And uh, i like, I can't believe I'm doing this. But, you know, he's my old ranger, but I've known him for 30 years. So I go go home with Art, and uh, and this is this is the part that'll, that'll, that'll get you. And I don't know, you know, what the number was, but I, but I want to say it was, it was like 60 plus. He pulls out of his po- pulls out of his breast pocket of his BDUs sixty I think it was like sixty four dog tags of of guys he lost mm-hmm. when he was over there you know and, and he and ching, puts it on the table and then out of the other breast pocket he pulls out a stack of three by five cards and that's every single one of those guys picture their name 
where they come from, and a little bit about them. Okay. Yeah. And I was just like... That's impressive for a, for a commander. Yeah. Well, that's that's who this guy is, okay? I mean, uh, I don't want to... I didn't want to... You know, you were, we were talking on the first. I didn't want to spend a lot of time talking about art, but yeah. I mean, art... art our art is a, a, a national treasure, um, and but what a great American and hundred uh, first guy. And uh, is he, he retired now. Me. Yeah, he's he's, he's retired now. He re, he retired about seven eight years ago. Okay. Yeah, but uh, great great American. But yeah, so we'll 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 chat with Art later. So um, let's let's transition here real quick, Danny. And I'd like you to tell me, and for those of you that are just you know tuning in and don't 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 haven't heard the. Yeah, the Honor Connect Heal bit, you know, I mean, the, the Wounded Warriors in Action Foundation uh, serves our nation's combat-wounded Purple Heart recipients by providing world-class outdoor sporting activities that are aimed at helping heal, you know, essentially the, the invisible wounds of war. And our, our one of our taglines is, you know, Honor, Connect, and Heal. Honor what they did, you know, connect them with each other and, 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 and surround them with, you know, great communities and people who care. And in that process, there's healing. You know, and so that that's what we that's what we do. And this is our 17th year of doing it. Um, you know, it, ground zero is here at Camp Hackett. And 17 years later, there's 50 missions across the country. And there's a lot going on in this space um, and a lot of goodness happening in this space. And you're a you know, you're a big part of that, Danny. And, and, and I just wanted to ask you, because um, I, I could talk for days about. Because I still do the mission, you know, I'm still get my, you know, that's what I do here when I'm up here is, you know, I'm serving these guys. Um, but you've probably had a couple of guys, you know, I want to ask you, you know, they're in, you know, I'm not asking you their, their last names or anything, but, or even their first names, but, you know, maybe you could just share with our audience, you know, um, you know, an experience that you had, uh, a field serving these heroes that, that, uh, it doesn't even have to be in the field. I mean, you spend a lot of time, you know, um, just just sitting around the fireside too, Chen. But you know, share share with us if you will an experience that that was impactful for for you, um, meaningful. I guess one is uh, <clears throat> he's now a command sergeant major, um, and he was in an MP unit, uh, and they they took it pretty hard. Um, yeah. Just seeing the relief on their face and the relaxation of being able to, and you know he's still in. Yeah. So we've got a we've got an active sergeant major that's uh, has the opportunity to come up and and do some bull hunting and fishing with Bayfield County Cast and Blast. Yeah. Made a great connection with them and and uh, Nancy uh, said, hey. When you're done at your duty station, you're heading to your next duty station. If you guys want, stop by. You already have your license. Right. So uh, him and his wife and his two uh, young girls spent a week at our house, and he was able to uh, harvest a nice eight-point buck and, uh, you know, built a a friendship there, a bond. Um, uh, They they seem to want to open up to some individuals yeah um, i don't really pry into their background or their history but i just tell them hey this is what nancy and i are about this is yeah. why we love uh you know doing what we do yeah and uh, why is that why do you love what you what why what about this is is uh, what about this what what about this is attractive to you this space make making a difference yeah making a difference touching you know, a life yeah um if we can save one life, yeah, you can't put a dollar figure on that. No, and I know that we have saved one life for sure. Um, uh, we we had an individual, uh, the same individual I'm talking about. At the same time, um, I guided him, and there was other guides that guided uh, some other folks. And we had a guy that was ready to to commit suicide the day he was going to ask this girl uh, to marry him. She broke it off with him, and he took it really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was, you know, quite a few years back, Nancy saw it on Facebook and, uh, he was reaching out mm-hmm. and so she started the, the chain and, uh, called one of them was Sergeant Major, um, that was still in and, uh, and still is. And she got a hold of me and we reached out to him and, and talked him off the wall. And, uh, wow. he's now 
happily married and a couple of kids with another lady. Excellent. Um, so I, I don't really sugarcoat things. I, I just kind of tell it the way it is. Um, yeah. You know, think about what you're going to do. Yeah. And who you're going to impact. It's the most selfish thing in the world, right? I mean, taking your own life. People don't... I, I wonder, often wonder if they actually, you know, those that commit that, that you know, that, that horrible act, you know, think about that. Like, I, like I don't they, think they do or they I wouldn't mean, do they it. They wouldn't do it, right? I mean, okay, so your life is miserable. We get it. Okay, there's a lot going on. We understand that. But we're here, number one, to help you. You got a lot of help. There's a ton of help, okay, for anybody who's even considering that okay there is especially veterans and we're losing like 22 a day to suicide unbelievable it is unbelievable yeah. you know what the average age is too no it's like over 50 oh really yeah you know what concerns me the most it's like our average age is like 38 which means that that bell-shaped curve the peak of that we haven't even got there we ain't, we're not even there yet that's what scares the shit out of me anyway but it's a selfish act Think about how many lives that that impacts, and and I mean I I, just, I don't even want to get into it because it just it's just something that that uh, that that I just I I mean I've always I've always struggled with that. I mean to to imagine what the impact it would have to your family, any kids that you have, your brother, your sister, your mom. I mean your friends network. I mean it's just. So if you're if you're if you're out there listening, you know I, I was asked not long ago on a in another venue you know hey uh, the the host said you know hey you know what advice do you have john uh, for anybody who's out there thinking about taking their own lives i said without even hesitation i said get on a team find a team and get on it absolutely right yeah get on a team i don't even care what it is but dedicate yourself to something and and reach out life starts getting better when you surround yourself with like-minded folks who genuinely care about you absolutely right absolutely and so if you're out there thinking about that then you know get a hold of us okay we can point you in the right direction we can help get you on a team um i promise you okay it's not that bad anyway i digress but yeah so that i mean if you can just do that one time just save one life impact one life save one life i mean um you've done you've done something amazing yeah how can you put a dollar figure you on can't that? Yeah, so when we go around and we ask people for some help uh, right. donations or you know well, you know for these different fundraisers yeah, because it, yeah. it takes money and uh the the greatest thing about wounded warriors and action foundation is the percentage of money that is raised that yeah. goes directly to help them it's over 90 percent it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. I I I don't know of any organization yeah. that has got that kind of a record. So it's yeah. easy for us when you yeah. say it. We get such great support out of yeah. uh, Iron River, Ashland, uh, yeah. Superior areas. Um, just state the facts. Yeah. And um, what's well, the work too? Right. I mean, that's that. I mean, how do you measure the goodness of anything? The value of an organization. I mean, you know, you say, okay, if it's business, there, there, there's equations that they do to value your business, right? And in the nonprofit sector, um, you know, how do you value? How do you put a valuation on the work that a charity is doing? Now, so I mean, I haven't given this a whole lot of thought, but what I would say if somebody asked me that, I would say, well, you know, first thing is, it's not what I have to say. Okay, certain statistics are, are facts, like what's your overhead percentage, you know? Yeah, you know those. I know what those things are. We can figure that out. That's a that's an equation that's provided to us by the government that we use. That it, it, It's calculus. You know, you know, look at your 990, line this, line that, subtract this, add that, divide by that, boom, there's your number. Okay, got it. That's one thing. That's a metric, okay? But that metric is just financials, all right? Because what really matters is the impact, right? That's what matters is the impact. And, 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 and the impact that an organization is having can only, in my opinion, be measured by those who are receiving the service, right? It makes yes, sense. Absolutely. So, so we have over, I don't, I think the number is over a thousand. I think it is now a thousand different first person testimonials that are on our website. You know, I started 17 years ago when I was hauling that behemoth fifth wheel up here. <laughs> There's a fifth wheel. Uh, forty foot 
cyclone trailer it's a fifth wheel it's outside now we're in this beautiful airstream now um it, it, you know at least i am because i travel the country and you know around and, and do my thing in this in this great studio uh that that doubles as a mobile headquarters but that that 40 foot fifth wheel uh still sitting out there um you know that that was that that's how the you know that's how the whole thing started and and um you know, here we are today. Uh, you know, we've 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 moved the football, you know, quite a bit. But I had I actually had no idea, you know, that that there would be more than one person out there that would that that would look look at this thing and and say, hey, I want to help you. I see what you're doing. And I want to help you. So I bought this journal on the way up here. I stopped at that at an RV park, and you know how they have those little you know headquarters camp. You know, mm-hmm. got to register. You know, you got to register your RV. You know, for the night, pay your fee. You know, whatever. And so, I'd never RV'd before, but uh, so I pull into this place, and uh, it was called the Eagle's Nest, if I if I'm not if my memory serves me correct. And uh, they had you know they had tchotchkes, you know, buy this, buy that, you know, and 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 then they had these leather bound. Um, I call them journals, you know, and I was like, oh, you know what, I'm going to buy one of those. And I bought one and I started journaling my experience. Like, what am I doing? I'm, you know, going up to Camp Hackett. There was nothing here but woods. Okay. You know, I mean, there, there, there's trails back there now. We'll go back and I'll show you the property in a minute. But, you know, there's nothing out there. And besides, you know, hinterland. And, and so I, I started journaling. And then when I started serving heroes that, that same year, when they coming up here, I was like, why don't I just have them write? I said, listen, guys, I'm going to leave you my journal, okay? I'm not going to ask you to do anything this weekend at all besides enjoy yourself, have a good time, and before you leave, just scribble something in this book about your experience. That's all I want you to do. And I'll be darned, man, they did it. And next thing you know, that was full. I got another one that was full. And then we started putting these guides on. And these missions started expanding, and so we started buying journals for all the guides, and the hosts wanted them. So now there's all these journals out there, <laughs> you know, with first-person testimonials. And you go, that's the patient. You want to know how they're doing? You want to know what the organization's doing? Go on the website, because we digitized every single one of those. Oh, nice. Yeah, and they're there. You know, I'm sure we didn't get 100% of them, but there's a 1,000 or so of them on the website. And so that's what matters. You go, How do you measure an organization, a, a philanthropic organization, a charity? I think the answer is you go to whoever they're serving and you ask them where you get their, you know, their opinions because that's the one receiving the, the service or the product or whatever it is, right? I mean, the customer. The yes. customers, the you know, that as a businessman, it's the customer's Absolutely. opinion that matters. So anyway, um, I digress, but yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a really great story. Um, so is there anybody you want to, you want to thank in your great community? Oh my I, I, I know, I know. Cause as soon as you mentioned one, you then you're not, you're not going to, you're going to leave somebody out and get somebody yeah. upset. But you know, I just want to give you a chance to, to, you know, hear, you know, because when we get this thing all wrapped up and it's, it's launched, we're launching at Christmas time. Okay. So I can't tell you when. The, the, this episode's going to air, but sure. you know it'll be sometime in the future, part of a Northwood series, I think. Okay. So, but but anyway, I mean, um, yeah, this is your opportunity to thank folks or call folks out uh, that have you know really um, you know helped. I'll, I'll tell, I'll, I'll say, you know, I was super impressed when I was up there and, and met everybody um, that was, you know, pouring out to support your 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 event and and to participate in the in the golfing event. It's a great community up there. Yeah, um, I mean, last year I I don't know the exact numbers, but I believe Nancy said uh, in 2022 we raised about twenty two thousand dollars. It's crazy between the golf outing. Uh, we had a local bar in uh, Iron River mm-hmm. uh, do a uh, poker run, motorcycle yep. poker run, and they are really excited for the upcoming year, mm-hmm. and they're actually going to make it uh, quite large. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those monies that uh, they raised, uh, and they like sell 50-50s and, yeah, yeah. and whatnot, but um, those monies will will be a lot more next year. 
Um, and that's just a, a, a little biker bar in, yeah. in town, Side Street Saloon. Yeah. And uh, there's another uh, bar in town that... Uh, I think you, I know the name. I uh, Maybe it's not a bar. There's a liquor store up there, too. Well... I wouldn't say it. Okay. So I'm not going <laughs> to either. <laughs> and everybody said, it's got, they got a name. I got to tell you, they got a name. And so, it's hilarious, but I'm not saying it. Danny's dad... <clears throat> um, <laughs> Uh, was a Vietnam vet, and oh. uh, he had a rough go of it. And uh, actually, uh, they got in a car accident the night of of uh, of his wedding, his dad's wedding, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, he lost his wife. Oh, and uh, that was just uh, he came home on leave to to marry her, and then went back to Vietnam. He got pretty busted up, and uh, you know, shot up and whatnot. So Danny, his son. Um, you know, he's a few years younger than I am Mm -hmm. and he, uh, runs uh, the bar. Mm -hmm. And so he always comes up with some little gadget. Is that the name of it? Uh, it's called liquor in the woods. That's that, that's what I I thought that was a liquor store. (laughs) No. (laughs) So you did say it. Yeah. It's a bar. I I did. You, you brought it out of me. God bless him. Well, thank you. So I brought the heroes there. Um, and, and, uh, uh, we don't yeah. make a habit of bringing them to these. There's places. a sporting goods store right across the right across the uh, the street from there. No. Well, yeah, I remember I pulled when I drove in. Well, maybe it's not right across the street, but it's there's a pretty cool little sports. I say a sporting goods store, but then the, there's a gas station there. There's a, I remember I I went in there and bought a rain jacket. Maybe maybe it's an outdoor well, apparel store. Okay. Um, they sell shoes and stuff like that. No, no, that I mean, it's I, not I, not I, right up there, John. I think you got the wrong address. I don't know about that. <laughs> but uh, the the uh, the Bottens family—that's who oh, yeah. uh, we have the the golf uh, outing at. They've been just spectacular. Um, of course, we got Gump, uh, and Gump actually uh, Jimmy Colbertier. He works with uh, mm. uh, Cast and Blast. Mm-hmm. Uh, matter of fact, uh, they just got done with their their uh, hunt. And uh, he's always very helpful to 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 the cause. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the proceeds last year for the White Tails Unlimited Banquet, uh, we donated to uh, Wounded Warriors in Action. Yeah. We're um, a lifetime member. They just sent us a plaque. We 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 uh, we really like that organization. It's yeah. great great people in there. White Tails Unlimited. So I mean, I, I could be here for days. Listing oh, yeah. off people that I know. that are instrumental, but you know Nancy's the one that heads all that up, and uh, it takes a lot, a lot of her time. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how many years moving forward that she'll be able to do it. And when she really would like is a couple of people, maybe three or four, and form a little committee. And you go take oh. this area, you take oh, this yeah. area, you take this area, you take this area. And, of course, our family will be there the day of the event to set mm-hmm. things up yeah. um, and, and run it. And, so it's uh, a call for volunteers. How do they get a hold of you? Um, I would just say probably the easiest way is, uh, is to give me a call. Uh, okay. My number is 218-391-8858. Um, and you can call me anytime. Um, that's a cell number, so if you prefer to text, that would be fine, too. Um, or uh, contact Wounded Warriors and Action Foundation and uh, yep. the staff there. Uh, Nancy and I are associates with uh, yep. the association, so we're yeah, you could send us a note at, at info info at wwiaf.org, and um, we'll make sure that the brasses get it. So, as a call to action for your community to get to get a little more involved, maybe somebody looking for a leadership position to help you and Nancy in the you know, moving forward in the future. So, that's great. Yeah, well, very good. important. Well, it, Danny, is there anything uh, that do we haven't uh, talked about that you'd, you'd like to mention? Um, just just one item. Um, um, but we really appreciate in the state of Wisconsin all of you people that are applying for bare preference points and donating them, excuse me, transferring them or allowing us to transfer them yep. uh, to a, to a hero. That's right. Because um, without uh, those folks, it doesn't happen. It, no. Yep, you're right. And last year, um, uh, we got how many tags did you have? We had two. Yeah, and we had three. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, uh, it's wonderful. It, it's great. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. God bless you for doing that. It, 
Yeah, I mean, I just can't imagine. It just uh, warms my heart to, you know, you're, you're out there applying and paying money for, for a bear tag, uh, and then eight years down the road you get one, and then you donate it to the foundation. And we had the legislation changed a few years ago that allow us to, people that have a bear tag, to transfer it to a, a Purple Heart a recipient and um, so if you've got one and you can't use it uh, or would rather see a combat wounded Purple Heart recipient use it get a hold of us at uh, the Wounded Warriors in Action Foundation and, and uh, we'll make sure that you uh, that we, we serve your intent one more thing um, that we're working on right now is uh, and we've jumped through about four or five hurdles right now uh, I'm working with the Wisconsin Conservation Congress to get it so that our Purple Heart veterans can hunt first week for bear hunting. And if some of you folks don't realize mm. it, uh, we trade off. The dog hunters go first one year. The bait sitters yeah. go first the next year. Uh, we're trying to get it, uh, and, and we're doing very well. We're getting really close to the, mm. to the finish line um, to be able to have our Purple Heart veterans hunt the first week every year oh, wow. on private land only. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's been very, very well received. Uh, hmm. We've talked to uh, some government officials as far as sponsoring a bill oh, once it gets to that point. Yeah. So we're, we're getting real close. Well, if you need, like I said, I've got, I've got a good friend who's a Purple Heart recipient who's a, 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 who's a lobbyist. Lobbyist. Okay. Yeah. And he's right there in Madison. You know, and so, um, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll let you know you once we get, get that, that far, yeah, which right. we will. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure. a quitter, right? No, <laughs> and <of course> uh, <laughs> the mission is important, yeah. and and it's not so much um, logistics. It works out nice. We know yeah. that uh, for Karina, she knows that the first week, the first Wednesday after yeah. Labor Day. The bear hunt's going to happen at Camp right. Hackett and at yep. uh, you know an Iron River area. Yeah. Um, and the odds of them bagging a nice bear are so much better, and the weather's better. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that that go yeah. into uh, what we're trying to do. Yeah. Um. So it's it's very much appreciated everybody who's voted for it. Yeah. Uh, in favor of it. Well, here here here's a by, by way of contrast uh, to to put a, a finer edge on that. Here at Camp Hackett, and this is this is uh, in the Northwoods. The, I, you know, the foundation owns 410 acres up here in the north or Northwoods of Wisconsin, and um, we've been hunting for 17 years, and not one person, not one hero in 17 years has ever killed a whitetail buck. Not one. Really? Yeah, not one. You know, and um, and they go, well, why is that? You know, well, the answer is because the the predations. First off, it's bow hunting, so it's pretty challenging you yes. know, to begin with, right? Um, but uh, y you would think in 17 years somebody would kill would have killed a buck. But think about what you've done out here since. I mean, now you've got your food plots established. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So. Well, it's it, it, but it, it, it the, the the property could, has never been in better condition. Mm -hmm. Okay, but there's a predation issue. A huge predation issue. Jeez, and I wonder the, what that would be. Well, yeah, it's it's the bear, and, you know, that eat a lot of fawn. They sure do. And it's the wolves that, 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 I mean, I just showed you a picture we had on cam of a whole pack of seven wolves in one cam shot. Seven yeah. wolves. That's just what you saw on the camera. That's what you, you don't saw. really know the, what's out there. Well, that's right. It could be a lot, lot more. The, the, the sign is everywhere, you know. And so, but, but you know, I mean, it's just, okay, and by contrast, okay, I'm not getting on a soap uh, box. I'm just saying, by contrast, in 17 years, you know, one of the primary species we that we go after up here in the Northwoods is the white-tailed deer. Yes. And nobody's ever shot a buck in 17 years. Yet, as soon as we started bear hunting up here, people started donating tags, we have a 100% success ratio. 100%. On bears. Yeah. 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 Every year, every year, every guy, two or three guys, how many ever tags we get. Kills a bear. Yeah, we filled bear. out the last two years. What does that tell you? It's, it tells what us does that we, tell you? We, we saved a lot of fawns. That's <laughs> great. But it also tells you that the woods is out of balance. Oh, big it's time. It's just way out of balance. Yeah. You can't kill a white-tailed deer because there are hardly any up here. The reason yeah. there's hardly any up here is because the bears are eating fawns and the wolves are eating deer. Yes. And and that's just, uh, that's just the way it is. It's unfortunate. So Can you imagine mm -hmm. how many, a pack of, what are we thinking, uh, 
we know for sure a minimum of seven. Yeah. Maybe a dozen in that pack. How many deer they have to kill oh, just, just yeah. to survive? It's probably like 40 a year. So, and... I mean, you know, think about that, right? It, it takes I mean, me a long time. I pass on a lot of bucks to be able to shoot one quality buck. It I've might take killed, me a I've dozen years. Killed, I've never killed one up here. So I've passed a lot of, you know, bucks that that, that don't meet a, you know, 120, you know, inch standard for me mm-hmm. in terms of the rack size. But, you know, I mean, yeah. Anyway, so we have, we got lots of work to do. We sure do. But yeah. anyway, well, thank you for being on the program, Danny. Well, thanks for having me, John. It's uh John has got uh, uh, such a, a great story um, of of how he started the organization. I'm sure you've heard of it. Um, and uh, any any questions uh, that anybody has, just go on the website. And uh, um, if you're a Purple Heart recipient and uh, you haven't signed up yet, please do. Uh, I get those calls quite often. I know so-and-so that's a Purple Heart. He would love to come up and bear hunt. Um, the first step is you have to reach out. Um, so be proactive and, and make sure that you get signed up for Winter Warriors in action. And, and then we'll do our darndest as a team to, uh, to make you happy and be yeah. part of something that's just really, really great. And I thank you so much, John. Well, well, it's our, it's our pleasure, Danny. And thank you and your, your wonderful wife, Nancy, and that great community up there for uh, doing all that you do. It's, it's quite incredible. You know, many hands make light work and, and we certainly couldn't do this without your support and, and your community support. So we, uh, we thank you and a big salute to you and, and appreciate your service and, you know, your family service and, and the work that you continue to do. So, uh, we, uh, let's go out and hit the property. Sounds good. Okay. All right. Bye folks. To learn more about the mission of the Wounded Warriors in Action Foundation and how you can get involved, please visit our website at www.iaf.org or follow our social media pages on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Thank you for listening to the WWIA podcast and for helping us honor, connect, and heal our combat-wounded Purple Heart heroes through the power of the great outdoors. If you like what you're listening to here and would like to join our team in our mission to bring healing power and recovery to America's Purple Heart heroes, please become part of our Sponsor a Hero team by clicking on the link in the podcast notes or by going to wwiaf.org forward slash sponsor. That's wwiaf.org forward slash sponsor. Our heroes need you now more than ever. Thank you.